Yo, what is up, and welcome to Ambitious. This is a special Easter Sunday episode of Ambitious. I hope everyone had a happy Easter. This is my final mock draft as we are four days away from the 2019 draft, the most exciting day of the year for me and for a lot of other NFL and sports journalists. It's a phenomenal day where this year there is as much hype as expecting a brand new car under a Christmas tree. There's just so much hype around this class. There's so much talent in this class. It's one of the best classes in recent memory with a draft that has a lot of questions starting at number one with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going to give my final mock draft of the year and I'm going to kind of go a little fast, but the first top six or so, I'm going to slow it down, but the rest is going to be kind of fast paced, only expanding really the ones that need an explanation. So, number one, Kyler Murray to Arizona. I'm going to go my top three first, then explain them each. 49ers are going to take Josh Allen in my ideal, and he's an edge-rushing type. New York Jets select Ed Oliver. So, from number one, Kyler Murray goes to Arizona. I think this is a lock. I think it is as good as done, and I think it's been as good as done since January. My source within the league, a couple other NFL analysts have pegged it as basically as good as a lock. I think in my head, for him to have turned down the MLB, he had to have been assured by someone that they would have been taking him with so many other factors to it. I see Murray going number one. At number two, Allen simply seems to fit the scheme and the type of team that the 49ers have better than Boza. I like Allen here. I think Boza could definitely go here. But to me, if I was building the 49ers, I would have Allen and D. Ford together rather than Boza and D. Ford together. Either way, this is a big move for a team that could be on the cusp of playoff contention next season. The New York Jets select Ed Oliver. A little more of a shocking pick passing up on Boza, but the team noticeably did not meet with Nick Boza during the NFL draft process, which to me kind of gives the ideal that you're either going to go Oliver or Williams here or a trade back. I don't think they're going to get any partners for a trade back here, so I would see them going Oliver over Williams with a lot of the steam recently pointing to Oliver over Williams because Greg Williams sees Oliver being the next Aaron Donald type that he can mold. So that's my top three. Four, five, six. I'm going to go a little slower because I have two bold picks in here. Four, I have the Raiders taking Quinn and Williams. Williams is the best player available. Raiders get a talented player, and it's a good move in my eyes. The Buccaneers grab Nick Boza, defensive end of Ohio State. This is the big one. I see Boza slipping. I think Boza has been regarded as the safe pick throughout the process, along with Williams and Allen. I think Boza has always been regarded as a top two, top three guy. Williams, to me, seems like a lock to be a top four, top three pick. To me, it could be a top two pick, but I don't see the 49ers going defensive line, and with the rumors that the Jets really like Oliver more than Williams, I could see Williams going number four. It could all be a smokescreen, and I could be buying into it. But with that said, I see Nick Boza falling in this draft to number five, where Todd Bowles finally gets the edge rusher he lacked in New York, and now Bruce Arians has his kind of key piece on defense to build things around even more, and it's an exciting move that I really like for Nick Boza to fall there, and I think Boza will be able to prove doubters wrong at number five. Next, the New York Giants select Daniel Jones as the second quarterback off the board. To me, Jones has so much Manning in him with the connections with Manning as the Duke head coach was affiliated with Peyton and Eli in their development. To me, it seems as if Eli, the only guy Eli I think would be really truly content tutoring 
over the next year to turn into the next guy who's the face of the New York Giants would be Daniel Jones. The Giants reportedly like him and have met with him more than any other prospect in this year's class. I think he would be picked here at 6 rather than 17 because I think he could be um, tra- a guy who could be a trade-up candidate, like a team would move out, out of or move up to get him. So Jones goes at 6 in my eyes. I think it's a good pick for the Giants, especially if he sits behind him for a year. My next three picks, all picks that I've kind of stood by. Number 7, I have Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Jawan Taylor of uh, offensive tackle of Florida. Taylor's the nastiest, most aggressive offensive lineman in this class. He's probably my second favorite offensive lineman, maybe third favorite, but he's underrated and he's a good fit for the Jaguars offense. He gets to stay in Florida and it's a good move getting somebody who, as I said in the first mock draft, can protect the guy you just gave so much money in Nick Foles. Number eight, I have Rashawn Gary from Michigan staying in Michigan and playing for the Detroit Lions. And Buffalo, I have taking Jonah Williams, offensive tackle of Alabama, simply because you can protect Josh Allen now so he doesn't have to run as much and can have more pocket time to show that amazing arm that everyone knows he has. So Jonah Williams goes to Buffalo. It's a move I like a lot. Rashawn Gary gets to team up with Trey Flowers. In the first draft, I had Gary at 6 and Montez Sweat here, but with Sweat's heart condition, I see Sweat falling a little, so I have... Rashawn Gary going at number eight. It's a good move. I actually like it a lot. And that is my top nine. My 10th pick, I have the Denver Broncos not taking a quarterback. I have them taking Devin White, middle linebacker. They lack a true middle linebacker type, and he's a guy who can captain that defense and be a key piece along with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. It's a move I like a lot, and it's a kind of safe Broncos move that they would make. So that's my top 10. I'm going to take a short break for a word from our sponsors, and then I'll go through 11 through 32. And we are back. So, as I left off, the Broncos had taken Devin White, middle linebacker, my top middle linebacker on the board, and the Bengals have a need for linebacker. Although I could see them making a move and taking Haskins here, and it's a move that I honestly, even looking at this now, could see happening, would like to see happen, because I think he's a better fit there than where I have him mocked in this draft. It's a move that I want to see happen, but instead I have them taking Devin Bush, middle linebacker of Michigan here. I think he's going to go higher than people expect. He's got really good speed. I think he could be an elite linebacker in the NFL. And although I could definitely see them taking a quarterback here, I think it's a 50-50 shot. I don't think they're willing to give up on Dalton just yet. I think probably Zach Taylor likes the familiarity as he used to be a coach at A&M and Dalton is from TCU. They're familiar with one another. I think he goes for the safe bet this year and maybe tries to go for a quarterback next year. So, number 12, I have the Green Bay Packers taking TJ Hawkinson. Simply, he's a reliable target for Aaron Rodgers, and it's a smart move in my eyes. You can assure him that you have that weapon to throw to and another toy. And on a team where you need those rookie contracts with talented players because you have a long-term big money deal with that Rodgers is under. It's a good move, and I really like it. My next pick, I have the Miami Dolphins taking Christian Wilkins. This is another team I could see quarterback, but I don't think they'll take a quarterback this year because I think they're going to be one of the teams that tank for Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, etc. I think the team kind of tipped their cards when they signed Fitzpatrick that this is a year that's going to be sort of a throwaway year, and I think Wilkins is a good fit for the Brian Flores defense. It's a smart move, and it's a move I like. 
Number 14, the Atlanta Falcons. Kind of reach, but in my eyes, they have said they're enamored with Ed Oliver. They think he's probably the top prospect in this class. They could reasonably trade up for them, for him, especially with maybe a team like the Jets or maybe a team like the Raiders that would be willing to trade back with 49ers as well. So they reach maybe a little for a defensive lineman with a lot of questions in Jeffrey Simmons. In my eyes, Simmons could be valued as the top player in this draft in a couple years. But with injuries and whatever else he had off the field, Simmons was not regarded as a first-rounder anymore. He's a top-five talent, so I could easily see him going here. It's a pick I like lots, and I think it'd be a pick that would have big dividends for the Falcons in the future. Number 15, I have a pick that's similar for my first mock draft. I have the Washington Redskins taking Dwayne Haskins. As I said, I could easily see him going to the Bengals, but the Redskins is a good fit as well. He could sit behind Keenum and have a year of his tutelage, and it would be a smart move in my eyes. Number 16, I have the Panthers taking Andre Dillard simply because Cam Newton is a rusher. He runs a lot, and although he's big-bodied and can protect himself, another O-lineman is always a good thing to have there in Carolina. Andre Dillard's versatile, one of my favorite O-linemen in the class, and it's a good pick in my eyes. Number 17, I have the New York Giants still getting an edge rusher here, solving an edge rushing need as well as solving the quarterback need. They get Montez Sweat, who comes with a lot of questions. With the pre-existing heart condition, he already demonstrated that he can be an athletic free. I think Sweat is going to be one of those players who proves a lot of people wrong, so he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, and going to New York is the perfect fit for him. Number 18, I have the Vikings getting Bradbury. Always can use another offensive lineman. He's a versatile piece that could fit in the Shermer, or not the Shermer offense, the Zimmer offense. And number 19, I have the Tennessee Titans making one of the best picks in the draft, getting Brian Burns an edge rusher. Brian Burns reminds me a lot of Alden Smith, and... Burns is versatile, fast, and can come off the edge quick and can be a big, big addition for the Tennessee Titans defense and a piece that I think Mike Vrabel would be very excited to add to the team. Number 20, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Greedy Williams at corner. Greedy was once renowned as a top five talent in this draft, but with a poor combine performance and poor pro day performance, he's kind of slipped a little. I think he's still going to be a superstar. I think the Steelers get a really good value pick here, solve a big need, and and getting Williams is a big add to the team that I like a lot. Number 21, I have the Seattle Seahawks selecting Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle. You add another defensive lineman. It's a good move in my eyes. Wait, we have a late round or a late change. I actually have the Seattle Seahawks selecting Byron Murphy, cornerback, because Legion of Boom 2.0, Murphy reminds me a lot of uh, Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas kind of type. I think it's a good fit for the squad, and although I said Dexter Lawrence, he's a later in there, I had him there at first because they do have a hole at D-line, but Byron Murphy fits the team better, thus I have Murphy going to the Seahawks at 21. Number 22, I have a bit of a reach. I have Jalen Ferguson going to the Ravens. The Ravens seem to be more enamored with him than any prospect in the draft. They have an edge-rushing need with Zadarius Smith signing with the Green Bay Packers. Ferguson has the -the off-the-field questions galore, but it's no doubt that he's a talented athlete. He's a good pick for the Ravens. If he can stay clean off the field, it's a phenomenal pick. Number 23, I have the Texans selecting Cody Ford offensive lineman simply because Deshaun Watson can always use more protection. It's an excellent move in my eyes. Number 24, 
I'm going to slow it down a little because the next picks are going to get crazy. I have 24, the Raiders selecting Noah Fant tight end. 25, the Eagles select Brown, Marquise Brown, wide receiver Oklahoma. And I have 26, Dexter Lawrence, not going to the Seahawks, but going to the Colts. So, I'll go 24, 25, 26. 24, I had Fant because Fant is an improvement over Jared Cook, the tight end they just lost. He's versatile and arguably my top tight end in the draft. I think Hawkinson is a great talent, but both Iowa tight ends are phenomenal, and he would fit well in with the Oakland Raiders, and it's a pick I like. Number 25, maybe my favorite pick and one of my, if not my favorite player in the draft, Marquise Brown of Oklahoma. He comes without the -the off-the-field questions that Tyreek Hill has, and he's the exact kind of replica of him. Brown is fast. He can catch the deep ball, but also be a short-field threat. He's a player I like a lot, could maybe use to add a little more strength. Other than that, Brown is probably one of my favorite players in the class. It's a good pick for the Eagles, who no longer have Jackson, or not Deshaun Jackson, sorry. They no longer, they added Deshaun Jackson, but they no longer have um, Golden Tate, and that role that Golden Tate had could easily be filled by Brown, and he could be a top slot receiver in the league. And he's my first receiver off the board and could arguably be the best one in the class. Number 26, I had Lawrence to the Colts because Lawrence is the kind of pick that Chris Ballard would make. He's an efficient, really good defensive tackle, one of my favorite in the class, and the guy that I think is very similar to um, Maurice Hurst or a Gerald McCoy type, a big body defensive tackle who can make plays. Number 27, Raiders again, Cleveland Farrell, edge rusher, one of my favorite edge rushers in the class, and along with Jalen Ferguson, two guys who are a little underrated, but for good reason. Farrell seems to have reached his full potential, but his full potential is still a good asset to a team. The Oakland Raiders could use him, slot him in right away, and use him as a threat, and walking out of this draft with Noah Fant, Cleveland Farrell, and Quinnen Williams is a good thing, and I'd be very happy if I was Mayock and Gruden walking out of that draft room. Number 28, Chargers get help at safety. In the first draft, I had them getting Taylor Rapp. Rapp's fallen a little bit. I have them getting Nasir Adderley of Delaware, small school guy with a big chip on his shoulder, talented player, like him a lot, good fit with the Chargers, and Anthony Lynn. 29, Chiefs get DeAndre Baker, a move I like a lot. I think he's a good pick for them. Fast, covers a lot of ground, and a good move. Number 30, the biggest pick, arguably, in the draft, The Packers have done a lot more work on quarterback than any year in recent memory. Locke reminds me of the guy that they passed on, or that they didn't get to get Aaron Rodgers, in a sense. The guy Aaron Rodgers was passed up for, or was passed, he, basically, Alex Smith was the guy who was picked above Rodgers. There was questions about Rodgers, arguably, or not arguably, he turned out better than Alex Smith. Locke would be the pick here. He reminds me a lot of Alex Smith, kind of a little full circle thing. Rodgers can tutor Drew Locke, and Locke can be the guy to take the reins in a couple years. Matt LaFleur gets his guy of the future and still gets a couple more good years of Aaron Rodgers. Number 31, the Los Angeles Rams select Cody Lindstrom, offensive lineman out of Boston College. This is a pick that I like a lot, efficient pick, and a guy who can fill the hole of Roger Saffold left. 32, kind of went back and forth a little bit. Patriots have holes at both skill positions of wideout and tight end. They need pass catchers, Irv Smith Jr., 
fits the mold of a efficient, um, winning tight end, knows what to do, would be a good fit to fill the role that Gronk just left. So those are my picks, my 32 picks, all big moves that I think could drastically improve teams. I think my favorite pick, um, a couple of my favorite ones, going back to them, uh, Brian Burns to Tennessee, really have a lot of faith in him, an underrated move, Montez Sweat, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Ed Oliver, Jawan Taylor, um, I don't know, I, I like a lot of these picks, I like Devin Bush a lot, I like Marquise Brown, of course, um, Jalen Ferguson is the kind of guy like Rashad Penny that goes earlier than expected because he's talented and a team falls in love with him. So, Drew Locke's a bold pick for the Packers. I think if Rodgers is willing to tutor someone, he would be the guy. So, there it is. My 32 picks with the draft four days away. This is how I see it falling. I'm going to definitely do a review of it next Sunday. So, special um, Sunday post-draft edition. I'm going to go through all the big headlines, run through them, or there will be a special interview. Arguably more important than a draft recap so there's two ways it could fall but come back next week for a phenomenal episode of ambitious thank you for listening subscribe in the wherever you listen to podcasts give us a good rating in the itunes store and have a phenomenal rest of your easter sunday